Welcome to Sweet Tea and Strategy, a podcast featuring business and community leaders throughout Tennessee, talking about issues and trends of importance to our state and beyond, and sharing some of their very best sweet tea recipes and maybe some tea sipping stories. I'm Kathy Ackerman, and I'm very pleased to welcome Bob Rolfe, Commissioner of the Tennessee Department of Community and Economic Development, to our podcast today. So before we dive into our actual interview, Bob, we'd love to hear any stories that you might have to tell about sweet tea that most Southern of Tennessee drinks. First of all, do you even like sweet tea? And if so, what's your favorite that you've ever had? Well, Kathy, you're nice to ask. And yes, Nashville has been home and the South has been home my entire life. And I am a, I love sweet tea. My favorite of all sweet teas is an Arnold Palmer which is obviously sweet tea with a a touch of lemonade. And so uh, I drink that in the summertime. And uh, and when I'm out of the Southeast, which is often, it is very interesting when I do order tea, Uh, certainly overseas when we order tea and we travel and recruit overseas, about a third of the jobs that we bring to Tennessee are foreign direct investment partners. And in those cases, um, (laughs) they don't offer traditional sweet tea. So there are periods of time where I go without it. It's also interesting from the other standpoint, when we have uh, business visitors and guests from out of state and they go to restaurants in Tennessee. Yeah, it's a very sudden. (laughs) So now we're going to dive into the very large job you have of being primarily responsible for bringing business industry and new economic growth to the state of Tennessee. Um, I want to start by talking about maybe some of Tennessee's strategic platforms, if you will, from which you launch your primary outreach efforts. In other words, what are we really packaging and selling here in Tennessee? And how do we package our strengths accordingly in order to be successful, which we really have been quite successful? Talk about that a little bit, just in an overview way. Absolutely. So, Kathy, it starts with having a great product. And we're very proud of the product that we sell every day called our state, the state of Tennessee. And people always wonder, well, what makes Tennessee so special? And I think the short answer is that our state really has and offers a great quality of life. And that's important because these companies that are investing tens and hundreds of millions of dollars are very uh, intentional and thoughtful about where they choose to invest their capital. And then when you talk about the state of Tennessee, the education system, the workforce development, the low taxes, and I think probably what resonates most with companies and CEOs is that we are a very, very business-friendly state. Right. So what does business-friendly mean? Business-friendly means, for example, when when a company is interested in looking at Tennessee and we can invite them to come to our offices, they're interested to see we have 95 counties. In ECD, we do not traffic in where to where to land those companies. So our job and responsibility is to show them all of the inventory across the state. And not only do we show them the inventory, we try to match what they're looking for with the assets we have to offer. And then our second uh, initiative is to make sure that we bring, if, if a particular site has some workforce challenges, if a site needs uh, additional road work or infrastructure or permitting, our job is to bring all of those other departments so that we present ourselves as a one-stop shop. 
as opposed to saying, okay, when you get through with our meeting, you know, get in the car, drive three blocks and go see TDOT, our, our transportation team. And then when you're through there, go over to Metro Center and, and visit with the workforce, labor and workforce development. So we, again, try to service that, that, that single point of contact that hopefully makes that visiting C-suite experience uh, top drawer. Yes, and, and easy, easy to navigate. You have had some great right. stories in terms of job creation in our state. Can you talk a little bit about how we landed a thousand new Amazon jobs in Mount Juliet? I think that our whole state is very proud of that and would love to know sort of the backstory there to the extent that you- So Kathy, that, well, I can't, I can to the extent. Uh, that story actually goes back a couple of years. They had known Tennessee. They knew exactly what our brand was about, what the quality of the workforce, they knew our tax structure and the low taxes. And then at the end of the day, I think part of those conversations really resonate around the big win about two years ago, two and a half years ago, when Amazon was looking to build a second headquarters out, you know, to move away from Seattle. And while Tennessee did not win the big fish, the big prize, as you know, uh, Amazon announced that they were going to bring 5,000 jobs to Tennessee to be uh, operate their center of operations for excellence. And what that means basically is they are bringing 5,000 jobs, in this case to Nashville. Uh, it's going to be, these are going to be white collar technology jobs. And so that was probably our big, big signature win. And then since then, Amazon made the decision to spend $200 million in Memphis to build an e-fulfillment center and hire another 1,000 people. And that uh, job, those jobs were announced back in January. And then you're right, just a week and a half ago, Amazon made the announcement that they're going to add another $250 million e-fulfillment center uh, in Mount Juliet and, again, hire another 1,000 Tennesseans. So we cannot say enough about our partnership with Amazon um, and they continue to invest. I think today uh, there are about 12,000 Tennesseans that work across our state for Amazon, and that hopefully will double in the next two to three years. Right, that's great. And I'm sure that that also is something that you can sort of package and repackage as you're speaking with other prospects in terms of Amazon's great experience with us that has led one thing after another after another. So it's a, it's a great sales tool for you in addition to being an economic boon for the state. Well, and I tell our team every day that uh, it's important that we recruit global grant brands because global brands attract other global brands. And what I mean by that is when you look at Tennessee and you look at the technology sector, you've got Amazon, which really is a technology company. You know, uh, last week we announced Facebook is going to invest $800 million in a, a data center in uh, Sumner County in Gallatin. And then, and then Google, about a year and a half, two years ago, announced that they were going to invest about $650 million over in uh, Clarksville. So when you look at those kinds of global, grant, global brands, um, that is important and that does resonate with uh, other CEOs that are considering uh, Tennessee. Absolutely. So the, the only missing link there would be the company that I think declared recently that they are now a two trillion dollar market value company, and that's Apple. <laughs> Maybe we could push that Apple. Too. 
Well, we haven't run the tables. That is correct. Uh, we have not uh, cornered that market, but uh, I can promise you we continue to do everything we can to sell Tennessee, uh, not only across uh, the, from the West Coast uh, to the East Coast, but as I mentioned earlier, uh, about a third of the jobs that we recruit and land in Tennessee are foreign direct investments. And so we have been very successful. Now, more recently, Kathy, with the borders closed, it's very difficult. We are unable to leave the U.S., and the CEOs of these international companies are unable to enter the U.S. right now due to the uh, COVID uh, pandemic. So that's really slowed us down from that perspective. But back to how we go about those, you know, recruiting those multinational companies, Believe it or not, ECD, we have offices in, in a presence, a recruiting presence in 11 different countries. Right. So ECD has a footprint in Asia and then uh, where we have three offices and then we have the balance of our footprint in Europe. And so that's really how we expand our global reach. And those people are responsible in country for promoting Tennessee and have done a fantastic job of certainly uh, making sure that Tennessee is uh, in the conversation when companies are considering relocating or expanding. Wonderful. Are there any other significant pivots that you've had to do as a result of COVID? I mean, so much of your job is reaching out and, and you know, bringing people in. Um, are there other strategies that you're having to turn to these days? Well, that, that this has been this disruption. I, as I talked to our team yesterday, this is five months and two weeks in. To, uh, and I think early on, Governor Lee and I were having a conversation, and I think two weeks in, he said, Bobby, the only real solution is going to be a vaccine, that this is going to drag on. And boy, were those, those were very, uh, very true words. So what we've done in the interim, we're able to travel across the U.S. and actively recruit inside the U.S., where we've again had the challenge is how do we continue to tell the story uh, for our international clients. What we've been able to do, believe it or not, is use uh, the technology tools to host virtual tours to showcase the Tennessee assets. But at the end of the day, I can promise you this, when it comes to recruiting, at least in Tennessee, we believe in a very personal relationship. So I can promise you in the last three and a half years, we've not landed one job over the internet by fax, by phone, or by text. And it's about that building that personal relationship. And so we are most anxious to have these borders open up again so that because before COVID, there were four or five major projects that were international uh, where we had uh, ended up as a finalist. And of course, if you're a CEO of an international company, Kathy, and you're going to invest 100 to 500 million dollars, you're going to want to go see that community. You're going to want to meet the local community and make sure that you're as in love with that community as that community is in love with that company. Because once you invest those capital asset dollars, you just can't pick up and move uh, because you fell out of love with that community and or the uh, resources that that community provides. Absolutely. So pandemic aside, what, if any, are the things that we could do here in Tennessee to be even more attractive to relocating businesses and business startups? So there are things that you sort of have on the, on the drawing board, if you will? Well, let me give you an example. When I joined uh, the Department of Economic and Community Development, it used to be the conversation was all about incentives. Mm -hmm. And these companies were most interested in, well, how many incentive dollars can you provide us? 
Now, let me say this. These are taxpayer dollars, so I'm very mindful. And we're only able to provide these cash incentives because of a great partnership we have with our General Assembly. They approve our budget every year. Obviously, it requires the governor's uh, participation as well. But at the end of the day, what has moved, the conversation has moved from just about incentives to now workforce development. And these companies want to know, can you in Tennessee, can we in Tennessee in a certain location provide the workforce? And what they're looking for is a trained workforce. They're looking for the quantity, the quality, and at a price that, that matches their performance. So we spend a lot of energy now convincing companies that Tennessee does have a ready workforce in the right size and numbers. Now, how do we prepare our workforce? So thanks to Governor Haslam, actually going back uh, three or four years ago in the General Assembly, we have this uh, Tennessee Connect and the Tennessee Reconnect. So every high school graduating senior can now go back to or go to college. It's either a two-year associate degree or a one-year TCAT certification, which is, you know, a welding certificate, megatronics, et cetera. And that is all tuition-free for our citizens. It was so successful, Kathy, that the governor and the General Assembly came back and expanded it. Now any Tennessean uh, now has the ability to go back and further their education. And the great news is it is a benefit that's paid for by our state. Yes, it, wonderful. Uh, or any other states starting to copy that that uh, model? <laughs> yes, ma'am. So the great news is Tennessee truly was first, and we were very proud of that. And again, I don't, I, I take no credit, nor does our team, but uh, I can promise you that was the great vision of Governor Haslam and the General Assembly at the time. And since that time, I can think of eight or nine states that either have since then. Uh, provided that benefit to their citizens and or are considering that benefit. But you, what's important is the state needs to have a very attractive and healthy balance sheet because it's not inexpensive. And it, once, you, once you offer that, you better make sure you've got a sustainable program to fund uh, that initiative. Absolutely. So in addition to sort of landing the big fish, what, are, what resources are allocated toward growing our own? helping existing businesses grow and helping startups become larger? All right, so Kathy, we do that really through a couple of avenues. Across our state, we have ECD professionals across the nine regions. And so each region is responsible for making sure that the companies that already call Tennessee home are happy. And what I mean by that is, are they happy? Are they thriving? And what additional resources can we bring to the to help those companies if they're not thriving? The reason that's important is when these companies consider an expansion, uh, most of these larger companies have enormous options, not only across the U.S., but across North America and the globe. And so our job is to make sure that when a company is considering an expansion, that we are there with the same kinds of resources and, and incentives as we provided when that company first came to Tennessee. That's the group that is responsible for making sure our companies are happy, satisfied, and thriving. And then separate and apart, we have a partnership with Launch Tennessee, and the CEO of that organization is Van Tucker. And Van is responsible with her team to make sure that we are the most startup-friendly state uh, in the U.S., 
And I can just tell you from my 30 years in business that this is the toughest mile, the last mile, and that is startup capital for small companies because the, statistically speaking, startups just don't have a great track record of surviving uh, because it's so difficult to start up in a company. Of course, the greatest startup story, as I love to say, is probably our greatest global brand, and it's a company called FedEx. And mm-hmm. now, But that's one out of many, many. <laughs> those odds don't always stack up that way. But nonetheless, um, that's what Launch Tennessee, that's their responsibility to create this statewide nurturing system for these startups and early stage companies. Right. And to and to become known as a as a startup friendly state, you know, I think that people tend to think of technology startups all, you know, being in Silicon Valley or Austin, Texas, or you know, Research Triangle area in North Carolina. But but Tennessee really is becoming more of a success story in terms of startup nurturing. Uh, Very talk- true. When I look at our healthcare ecosystem, I think that we've been focusing more recently on life sciences. Obviously, third-party logistics, et cetera. So very, very true. Absolutely. So talk a little bit, if you would, about what our state is doing to help expand economic opportunities in the many rural counties that comprise the state of Tennessee. Uh, I was happy to see the statistic that I think in 2013, if I'm not mistaken, 26 Tennessee counties were classified as distressed, and that now that has reduced to 11 counties in that in that bottom category. So what did we do to make that happen and how are we building on that to keep making it happen? Excellent question. Of course, as you know, across our 95 counties, 80 of our counties are designated as rural. And which the, the statistic you just mentioned, there are federal means tests that identify the lowest 10% of all counties across the U.S. And then there is a second tranche, the lowest 25%. This is based on income, poverty, unemployment. And these are all federal uh, data points. And so actually Randy Boyd, who was my predecessor, deserves an enormous amount of credit for developing a whole host of rural initiatives. And so I, I can just simply say those initiatives have obviously allowed us to have more tools in the chest, to not only help these rural communities, but also to help companies come to the rural communities. Now you're gonna say, well, why would a company wanna come to a rural community versus an urban market? And when it comes to advanced manufacturing and the wages provided, these large and medium-sized companies do not wanna compete with the labor shed pricing in and around these metropolitan urban cities and communities. So what they do is, they find a really attractive rural community. Now that rural community, Kathy, has to have access to the interstate, has to have access to a workforce, and has to have access to basically their their materials uh, and their supply chain. And the reason I'm saying that to you, even the nicest, coolest city, if it, that rural community is over an hour from the closest interstate, that community could have, you know, PhDs and have the greatest workforce, but because the transportation cost of raw material in and the finished goods trucking out are so expensive, uh, there are just some communities that have beautiful natural assets that just will not, you know, be landing those large manufacturing opportunities. Right, right. Such a complicated matrix in terms of what a community has to have in place 
and yes, all communities don't have everything. So uh, you're probably in the position of, of, you know, having some pretty good categories of if a company is interested in this, then you guide them in one direction. If they're interested in that, they would guide in another direction. But what are your goals for the department over the next couple of years? Very simple. We want to continue to be the number one southeastern state in job growth. Right. And so we, 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 we talk about that every day. What can we do to make sure that Tennessee is at the top of everybody's conversation when it comes to either a company relocating to Tennessee and or a company that already called Tennessee home and is considering an expansion project? And so it's very simple. How do we continue to lead the way? And of course, what that means is more jobs for Tennesseans and hopefully in this new economy, higher quality jobs. Governor Lee has been uh, adamant about making sure that we at ECD, when we incent these companies, when we recruit, the, recruit these companies, that we focus on the companies that bring, that bring jobs that are at least equal to or if not greater than the county median wage in that particular community. Mm -hmm. So finally, with your uh, prior very interesting background in investment banking and private equity and as the CEO of a company in the healthcare field, how does that career background serve you well? What, what unique skills and sort of viewpoints are you bringing to this job? Well, Kathy, you're nice to ask. In the investment banking business, which was 18 years of my, the first 18 years of my career, it was about negotiating, structuring transactions. And so that has been a skill set that uh, I've been able to use. And then serving uh, in the CEO role for four small companies, uh, it's enabled me to be able to walk the walk, talk the talk with the companies that we're recruiting. Uh, and so I think the ability to connect at the C-level uh, has been very important to us because like I said at the outset, this is about a personal relationship. And it's what we can do to develop those personal relationships with the decision makers that at the end of the day becomes critical to making sure that uh, we do land those projects. Now, behind what my job is, there are 100 great colleagues at ECD. And the great news is, Kathy, they've been in their roles long before I arrived, and they'll be there long after I depart. And so they deserve really about all of 100% of the credit uh, of the success that we've had. Bob, thank you so much. This has been a fascinating interview and obviously what you're doing is so critically important to our state. Is there anything else that you'd like to add to the conversation today in terms of sort of how we can all help you create the best possible economic future for Tennessee? Kathy, I think the one thing that we can all do is something that we're, we're asked to do every day and that's what we can do to uh, get the COVID behind us, whether that's all the CDC guidelines, that is so important uh, because the sooner we can put this pandemic behind us, uh, the quicker we can really open up our economy. And I'm talking about opening it up at 100 uh, percent. And Governor Lee's been very intentional about not mandating, which we're so appreciative of, and just providing some of the best practices for these companies and these communities. Hopefully they'll follow all of those because, again, we were, you know, we were running at 100 miles an hour. And then around March 13th, we dropped it to about five miles an hour and that uh and, and so we're trying now we're trying to uh basically fight our way back but uh you've yeah. been very kind to host me and so thank you very much uh, for this time together we appreciate you sharing your thoughts with us on sweet tea and strategy 
We appreciate your time and we very much appreciate what you and your team are doing to promote growth and prosperity uh, here in the state that we love. So thank you very much. Great. Thank you so much. Have a great day.